season real quickly, your Yo, hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I think that the theme of this episode needs to be like from riches to rags or oh how the mighty have fallen because man, two weeks ago we were both just riding the high of our lives and um, and now both of our teams are not undefeated. You know what, man? I've calmed down a lot since last night. I have you though, because you're drinking a bottle of wine, and I've never seen you do that. First off, I'm not drinking a bottle of wine. I have a glass of wine in this glass. <laughs> first of all, this is the first time I haven't seen you with a hat on in a long time. You look I know, like I know. you look I know. very like you're kind of glowing. You look good. Well, I don't feel like I'm glowing. Wow. Your okay, looks lighter. Let's just jump into it because I just need to talk about it and then move on. That's, that's what I need to do. All right, Jordan, let's talk okay. about. It. Yep. Once again, Georgia is beating Alabama at halftime. They look fine. They made some mess up. They had some mess ups. Obviously, Stetson was throwing the ball low because he's short. And it was getting batted down. One of those got intercepted. Not his fault. It got batted and went right into the arms of another D lineman. But first half, 27-24. And then we come out and we get shut out 21 to nothing in the second half. Um, I think a lot of people are going to look at this game and they're going to think that Georgia can't play with Alabama through four quarters, and I don't think that's true. I think this game was about big plays and momentum swings, and the big one was when Georgia could have stopped them and held them to a field goal, which would have made the score a six-point difference but instead the pass interference was called and they got in the end zone. And then now on offense, you're gonna you're down two scores late in the second half and you're gonna like push it, try to throw the ball instead of run it. And uh, you end up making mistakes. Um, I wish on defense, we would have not went man to man as much as we did. I think Kirby and uh, Dan Lanning wanted to get pressure on Matt Jones and they were leaving our our DBs on one-on-one -on -one situations. And I just don't think that's a winning recipe against Alabama's receivers. Like I, I respect them for being like, we trust our best against their best. But I mean, those receivers are just too good and too fast uh, to do that too. Um, we ended and up, Mac Jones is too good of a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we ended up um in the second half, I forget the exact numbers. I wish I knew it exactly. Um, but we threw the ball way more in the second half than we ran the ball. And I think that Alabama had shown that their defense can get ran on. Uh, and we just didn't try to do that enough. And that's something I think that you have to do against Alabama if you want to beat them. Like, you have to control the ball. You have to like wear down their defense and, and you have to set the pace of the game. If you let them set the pace of the game, you're not going to be able to keep up. As I uh, say, well, that's like Nick Saban's whole thing. Like, yeah. I mean, Nick Saban. I mean, my goodness, man, we scored 17 points in the second quarter. 17 yeah. points in the second quarter. So like, there's a lot of people who are really 
being rough on Stetson because he had, you know, multiple interceptions, but it's like one of them was batted at the line and went straight into a D lineman's hands. Another one, our receiver had his hands on the ball and it went through his hands and ended up being intercepted. And the third one was he's trying to force things, running out of the pocket and throws on the run and vastly underthrows the ball. So while some of those are decisions and stuff, like two of them were not because he threw a bad pass. You know what I mean? It's because things happen. And I just think that there's going to be a lot of people who will say like Georgia can't play with Alabama for four quarters. I just don't think that's true. Well, I think if y'all play him again, it'll look a little bit different, but I just think like, I don't know. I mean, number one, like, for Georgia to beat, for Georgia to beat, I think there's my couple of takeaways are I think Georgia's defense is still solid, but I think the DBs got exposed a little bit, and that's what happens when you play a team with good receivers and a good quarterback. Um, the other thing was is Alabama, Alabama. I don't know if it, I don't know if they would say forced, but essentially like that game was going to come down to was Stetson Bennett going to be able to make the plays, and he wasn't able to, and I'm not. And whether you say, like, it was his fault or it's not, like, I mean, yes, the, the interception that got bad, it wasn't his fault. But, like, being five foot, five foot nine, ten, whatever he is, like, that's just going to happen. So, like, I don't know. I mean, I thought Georgia – I mean, the thing is, is, like, it doesn't really matter because it's, like, as a Georgia fan, you ask yourself, do you see that being an issue going forward? As far as, like, for example – like, you're going to play, I would say, Alabama. Not only was Alabama able to throw the ball on you guys pretty successfully, I thought they were able to run the ball on y'all pretty successfully. I mean, Najee Harris had over 100 yards, I thought. Yeah, um, no, I think that's – but I, I think that same thing goes back to the way, the way we schemed up defense against them. Which um, was what? We were doing lots of man-to-man coverage on the outside. Yeah. Um, and we were sending guys – you know, in different blitz packages and that sort of thing. When you send guys on blitzes, they're not they're not r- doing run reads and filling. You know, they're on a they're on a blitz. So if you think so, I guess my question is this. Um, I mean, every t- ev- almost every go watch the game. Almost every long pass, big pass play was a man-to-man situation where our guy got beat. And, like, yeah, the DBs get exposed, but, but name name a team with DBs that won't get exposed man-to-man against those receivers. Yeah, but, like, the thing is, is you've got to play – but if you play zone, then Mac Jones has time. I mean, he had time anyways. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you're going man-to-man and the blitz is not – this isn't working, then you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. I mean, you guys got home a couple times, but – um, yeah, I mean, I don't really see it being an issue with any other team. I mean, I think Florida's offense can give you fits, but I mean, Florida's defense sucks balls. So, um, I mean, as far as like quarterback play and then receiver play, Florida is match matches up with Alabama, but I don't know about offensive line and running back just yet. And then defense, of course. I mean, I don't think Georgia's offense, Georgia's offense didn't look bad. It was the turnovers that killed them. Yeah, I mean, other than the turnovers, I thought like that was Georgia offense to me. Other than the turnovers, everything else was fine. And I, I mean, I, mean, I agree. And I think that 
like I said, to me, that game is a 17-point loss, right? Yeah. But to me, that game is – like, that game is mostly about momentum change and big plays. Like, one Alabama's touchdowns was a 90-yard score where our yeah. DB fell down. You know what yeah. I mean? So well, I mean, but all those, all those, but every big game like that is all. No, I agree. Momentum. No, I agree. But what I'm saying is, if you look at like a game that ends up one score, yeah, it, it's very rarely like, like it's very rarely a bunch of big plays. It's usually like people grinding out drives. There weren't any drives really that were like grinded out scoring drives. You know what I mean? Like that. Uh, so, I mean. If we, if I feel like, if we can limit the those like those explosive plays to a minimum, well, one hundred percent. That's why. Well, I think Georgia's been so successful this year with on both sides of the ball for this reason. You haven't put you Kirby's been real smart about playing field position this year, right? Um, and I think that a little bit of that it got exposed um, this week, but as well as like. Like when you when you play the field position game, you're banking on not like non-explosive plays, right? Yeah. So I think that's where like, I mean, Arkansas, you got this is the first explosive offense you guys have played because Tennessee is absolute booty cheek. You know what's funny though, and I said this before they played Arkansas, it really is the best team y'all played this year. Yeah, like. Honestly, you may like, and I mean this like, and I still think you guys would have won, but I think you guys are kind of lucky you played Arkansas in week one. Bro, is there right momentum? Arkansas held Ole Miss to less points than Bama did. Yeah, less points than Florida did. I saw a tweet, it made me laugh so hard. It was a Florida fan who tweeted, I never thought that I'd be jealous of Arkansas's defense. <laughs> <laughs> but Barry Odom hasn't playing good, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, that's what I said to you kind of going into that game was this is the first time that Georgia's played. I didn't really say explosive offense, but I just said a good quarterback. Um, but obviously that goes hand in hand. But, like, I mean, I just think it's hilarious. Like, when I talk about the mighty have fallen with our teams too, like, I just think it's funny because every team at one point in the SEC has been riding a high and – the only one who's really it's consistent is Alabama. Cause like Tennessee thought they were, they were the shit and they've dropped two in a row and they're about to play Alabama next week. So they're about to drop three in a row. Um, you know, Ole Miss was riding high for a second there, then lost Mississippi, uh, State. Mississippi state, which is like, Whoa. Um, you know, Auburn just is Auburn is booty cheeks. Like if I'm Auburn, I just hand take the ball and just hope for the best. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean to be fair, I think it makes me feel a little bit better, like as a Gator fan, just seeing all these other teams lose except Alabama because it's like same old, same old. We're all back to our misery. One thing that, that I think. Statement. No, I'm not even gonna say it. I'm not say, gonna say it. it. I'm not even gonna say it. Say it. You you can't do that. You Bro. can't do it. Okay. I'm not going to make it about the Georgia game. I'm just going to say in general. Say it. 
the SEC has the worst refs of any conference. By the way, Brazier scored one run. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah uh, what, uh, okay, look, you know, you know how I feel about like I'm not even but but I'm no, not no. even I'm not even saying Georgia lost the game because of the refs. But there are here's my thing. It's just it's just things that are inexcusable. Like look at the Auburn Arkansas game last week. That's bad. But That's to be inexcusable. The the same thing that Georgia did that they call pass interference on, Alabama did to George Pickens literally the drive before and it was not called. Well, I think the pass interference How is about weird. how about when we we froze them on third and one? They jumped off sides, the refs didn't call it. Stetson froze him again. They jumped off sides, and he had to like yell and point before they threw the flag. Then, like, it's not even about. I'm not even saying like Alabama gets calls or Georgia lost because refs. I'm saying the SEC refs are so bad compared to what a ref should be. It just feels like over and over again we see SEC refs affecting a game in a way that refs shouldn't. Auburn happened, but a week before that, Arkansas. Uh, Bro, sorry, now Arkansas, Arkansas is fucking three and one right now. The in my Kentucky mind. game a couple weeks ago was messed up by refs. Kentucky Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, I will say this though, like, I don't I, know, because I kind of think about it. I think, like, I think at the end of the day, it all kinds of. To be to be honest with you, I will say this though: the pass interference was super weak. I'll give you that. That was weak. I don't know what they, why they called it. If he was like, maybe they said he was forcing a lot of bounds. I don't really know what it is, what it is. But at that point, that's not even passing. Well, the, the ref expert in the booth said, I don't know why they would call it. Yeah, that. I remember him saying, he's like, I agree with you, Gary. Also, how, but, about, how about this? Nick Saban argues for time to be put back on the clock at the end of the There half. was one second. There was one second. But time out. Last year, Nick Saban made a giant deal when Auburn did that. So much that they changed the rules saying that they wouldn't do that anymore. But there was one second left on the clock. That's not my, – my point is that the refs affect the game. Like, it just – the refs affect the game too much. Well, that was the right call about the one seconds. But I will say this, and to be fair, I don't know if LeCount caught that first interception. They just didn't have – I mean, they reviewed it. They reviewed it. And yeah, because there was no good video evidence, but that's what I'm saying. But interception on the field, they reviewed it. It wasn't concluded. But I, don't know, I just, I just, I know, I just can't keep doing this where Georgia is putting themselves in a position where they're winning the game and playing with Alabama, and then just find, like, you know what? Forget the refs. We didn't score any points in the second half. Yeah, that's not. Who said? Yeah. Who said? There's no excuse for it. Tom Munkin was pl- calling a great game in the first half. Really good plays. I liked a lot of the stuff I was seeing on offense. And then we get into a position where, and I'll tell Derek this, it feels like to me that what happens is Georgia knows in the past we've lost these games against Alabama that we were winning. And when it starts to go that way, it seems like it's in the back of their heads and it just, well, Georgia, it just rockets out of control. Here's the thing with Georgia. If Georgia ever goes down by more than two touchdowns this season against, I would, I mean, I would say most are, I would say unless like a team against Alabama, but my deal is if Georgia ever goes down by more than two, two touchdowns or more this season, they're going to lose the game. 
because their offense isn't built to, to like, my point is, is their defense is not going to give up that many points to begin with. So if they're down by two scores, then they're fucked. And their offense doesn't have enough – it doesn't have that that style of offense to where they're going to be able to start slinging the ball and Here's come the back. Thing. Here's the thing, and then we can move on to a different game because I'm tired of thinking about this game and talking about this game, honestly. That's all I've done for the last 24 hours. Let me hear the thing, buddy. It'd be different if I felt like Alabama was, like, heads and shoulders better than us. Yeah. But then, Do you still feel like it's kind of hard to tell, though? I feel like the season's so weird. But I'm not talking about I'm not talking about just this season. I'm talking about in general, like as a program. Yeah. Like th- there was a time when, but like to be fair, out and we were winning at halftime, and then we ended up losing the game. I'd be like, man, we like stuck with them for a half. Yeah. And it's like that's not the case anymore. But Alabama's Kirby Alabama. Smart is 0-3 against Alabama. 0-3. Yeah. He he could have won any of the three games. And you know what's funny is I actually think this this game was probably the the least competitive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's like it'd be different if I did if I felt like we weren't the, we didn't have the talent or the coaching or the potential to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It is what I it is. I was a fan of a team that sucked so that I knew we were going to suck. So when we won, it was awesome. And when we lose, it's like – Dude, I know a lot of Arkansas fans right now that are just like living on cloud nine being at two. I know. They're like, this is so, amazing. Do I it, know, bro. Baby, I got – I got – I ordered my girlfriend's dad a shirt that says – it's the state of Arkansas, and it, inside it says, yes, sir. I told you to order that. Bro, I, um, I don't, just don't know how you don't love Sam Pittman, bro. Oh, let's let's just jump into Arkansas because, th- like you said, they're, they should be. They're 3-1, they and one, bro. That's yeah. fucking nuts that Arkansas, Arkansas is 3-1. and one. I don't care what anyone says. Arkansas three is 3-1. And, and if you would have told me that to begin the season, I would have been like, and I, you know, Arkansas plays Texas A&M and Tennessee these next two games. And that's not far-fetched to say that they could win both those games. I think they will win both. I think they'll split. But, um, but yeah, that's good for him, man. Good for him. That's like, that's exciting. And like, shout out to, like, I love seeing Felipe Franks do well too. He's played really oh, yeah. well for them. So. Hey, dude, think about this. Think about how we've been saying, like, like maybe the Ole Miss offense is legit. 21 points. They shut them out in the first half. I know because because Arkansas's defense, I think, is legit. Yeah. Well, the thing, like, even when they played Georgia, Arkansas didn't give much points up to y'all. It was their offense that that was rusty and, and yeah. had what was a pick six and a couple turnovers that put him in bad shape. But yeah. and that whole game was determined by field position. Like y'all y'all started on the y'all side of the field, like almost every drive. But the what was funny, Sam Pittman said after. So you know. Um, they, he, they forced Matt Corral to throw six picks and the one kid who was a walk on DB, he threw six interceptions. Yeah. Matt Corral threw six interceptions. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And the one kid who was a walk on DB, um, they asked Sam Pittman after the game, they're like, you know, this kid, um, I wish I remembered his name. I'm not doing this justice because three picks deserves a shout out, but they said this kid, uh, this kid has three picks. Not many people, um, not many people have heard his name and said, Sam Pittman goes, well, they, they've heard his name now at least yep. three times. Yeah. And I thought that shit was so funny. 
That's really funny. Like at least three times, and they put like the Thug Life like glasses on him and played like Snoop Dogg in the background. And like I don't know, Arkansas was having fun with it. But and what's crazy is they really like Arkansas really didn't. Uh, I mean, they didn't like. I would have expected them to like really rush the ball a lot, but I mean, I'm looking at the stats. They had a lot of attempts, but Do you I know mean, who the- their yards was nothing crazy. Do you know who their because their defense puts them in good positions? Do you know who their offensive coordinator is? Uh, I don't. Kendall Bryles. Oh, our Bryles son, who was at Florida State under Willie Taggart when that was a shit show. Yeah, but but yeah, no, I um. I'm excited for Arkansas. I was like seeing tweets. It's like Arkansas is America's team. And I was yeah, like, yeah, who doesn't root for Arkansas? Dude, Barry Odom is one, is one of the best D coordinators in the country. Barry, I, look, listen, I, this is this is the thing why Sam Pittman is so good as well. No, two, two reasons. No, number one, you know LSU went after Odom hard this offseason. Yes. And thank God I they didn't get him. They wish they had got him now. That- I know. Thank God they didn't get him. And number two is, as I saw like a bunch of Florida fans tweeting, like give like like Mullen needs to give Odom the bag in the offseason. And here's the deal. Barry Odom, Sam Pittman is such a good guy, I think, and people love to be around him and like play for him and coach for him that I really don't think Odom would leave. No. Nope. Even if he got the bag. And like I, I think Odom would leave for a head coaching position because yeah. like who wouldn't? But like, but yeah, I mean. That's the thing, man. Pittman's done a hell of a job at, like, number one, like, the players want to play for him. And number two is, like, they're riding high. The players want to play for him. And he got a good coaching staff around him. So, yeah. No, I agree, thing, man. man. And I think – well, I think Arkansas is, like, a good spot for Barry Odin because he's kind of like a – he's kind of like an old – like, what you think of as, like, a like a good old-fashioned football coach. He's not into the drama. He doesn't say crazy stuff at press conferences. Like, yeah. he just shows up and coaches, and I think that's why he was a good fit at Mizzou when he was there. Um, so, like, even if Mullen or somebody else does throw him a lot of money, like, why would you not want to work for Sam Pittman? Everybody loves him. Dude, Sam Pittman this week, um, Georgia got a uh, big commit, a five-star um, offensive line commitment, Demarius Mims. Sam Pittman called him and said – Hey man, I just I know that we're not in the mix, but I just wanted to congratulate you on all your success, and I think you're like an amazing kid, and I'm just glad you're gonna go somewhere that's gonna like make you happy. Like Sam Pittman called him and told him that, knowing that he was choosing between us and Tennessee, and Arkansas was not even on the table because he made a relationship with him while he was recruiting him at Georgia. And I just Bro, thought that like spoke so much to the kind of guy that Sam Pittman is. Tennessee has to be throwing bags, dude. Seriously, because they were recruiting well with Butch Jones and Jeremy Pruitt, and that team's been dickhead. Like they they are throwing major bags, bro. Like they recruit well, but whatever. Who isn't throwing bags in college you know football? It's the uniforms. Well, they do have nice facilities, but oh, I thought you said they had nice uniforms. I was about to scream. No, no, dude. As um, as of- as Lee and Tui said, I will not be seen in that gaudy orange yeah it's really bad you know who of did you get that reference Tennessee lost badly did you get my reference though oh I didn't I didn't hear the whole thing say it again I said Leanne Tui that I will not wear that god awful orange it is not in my color wheel (laughs) (laughs) bro 
No, uh, no, Tennessee got that ass smack, and Tennessee was riding a high. They're like, we're the best team because they beat who they beat. I forgot who they beat. They beat some, exactly. They beat South Carolina barely, and they beat um, who they beat that one week. I don't know, but they got the ass smacked by Kentucky, which was fucking hilarious, and they got the ass smacked by Georgia, and they about to get the ass smacked by Alabama. Then they about to get the ass smacked by Arkansas. It's gonna be funny as shit, bro. Kentucky thirty-four to seven. In, and Kentucky didn't even look good in Neyland. In Neyland, and they they the uh the Kentucky Wildcats had four turnovers. No, that's what I'm saying. Kentucky did not look good. No, that didn't have. I meant caused four turnovers. Uh, but like, like Kentucky's like. But the thing was, it's like Kentucky didn't look great, and the fact that like Kentucky's offense didn't score. Until later, and then Kentucky won thirty-four to seven. They had two uh, defensive touchdowns. That's my point. And the defensive touchdowns were like Garantano literally just threw it straight to the guy. Dude, he should never start another game. Like, first off, first off, let's talk about this. Doesn't it seem like Jared Garantano has been in the SEC for ten years? Uh, it feels I like he has him. been at Tennessee forever. I'm trying to think of like a guy who I think is like been in the SEC longer than Garantano. Like, in my mind. Hmm. I don't know. Garantano's been there a minute. But He's been there forever. 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 No, yeah, he's... Giving this man and he sucks! And he sucks. Tennessee has that one kid, Harrison Bailey. I don't think they're going to... I don't know if they're going to use his his eligibility this year, but... I mean, he wouldn't... He doesn't have... He, would, what's that? He played some. Did he, though? Yeah. I saw the other the other quarterback came in, but not. I don't think no, he, Bailey did. He played some at the end of the game, and they were saying that Jeremy Pruitt had, like, kind of not decided what to do with him, and they had this, like, inter-squad scrimmage on Sunday and uh, with the guys who haven't been playing, like red shirt guys and stuff like that. And um, Jeremy Pruitt said he was really impressed with him, so he had him dress out and everything. Nice. We're good. Yeah, I mean, I think Pruitt's – He's from – Yeah, Harrison Bailey, yeah. He's from um, yeah. yeah, yep, yep. He's um, I remember. He, I think he was five star recruit, but but yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, Tennessee's Tennessean, so I think it's hilarious. But, but I, I mean, you and me, you and me have a common bond where Tennessee fans are annoying, so we love to see him fail. Oh but man, I'm at the point now where I'm like, I'm kind of like, I kind of just don't like Auburn just because like I think it's hilarious, like. I just feel bad for them, but, like, at the same time, I'm like, you guys are so fucking stupid. Dude, do not feel bad for them. Do not feel bad for Auburn. Gus Malzahn needs to be fired. Let's wrap up the Kentucky-Tennessee conversation. So, Kentucky, while looking bad, beats Tennessee badly after Tennessee's been talking all this mess um, about how good they are and everything. Garantano was 14 of 21. That's not a bad stat, I guess. Uh, Yeah, but (laughs) – 66%, 66%, but he had two interceptions. Yeah, no, he just is not that impressive. Like um, The big thing, though, <clears throat> was that only one of Tennessee's backs was able to really get going, um, Eric Gray, but he had no help. So he yeah. had 28 yards. but had Eric Gray's yards. a good back, though. He always is going to get his oh, 100 they, yards. I mean, him and um, Chandler are probably like the two best, like yeah. the best two-back team in the league or in the SEC right now. I don't know, bro. Cooking Zamir White. Bro. <laughs> You're we would give him the ball more. Yeah. 
but Luke is like our little scat pass back. I was about to say he's your little Alvin Kamara, like for sure. But yeah, I mean, beast in league. I mean, the thing is, is like I still don't think any different about. I think less of Tennessee. I still don't think anything different about Kentucky. Like I think Kentucky will be average, and that's it. I feel bad for Mark Stoops. I wish he'd go somewhere else because I think he's a good coach, and Tennessee or Kentucky's just not a good spot. Yeah, he'll get his every now and then. Okay, let's move on to the biggest joke in the SEC, which is Auburn. (laughs) Yeah. That game was... Auburn lost to South Carolina. I know, I watched that whole game. I thought it was hilarious. Bo Nix is just terrible. Awful. 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 Actually, though. And there are people who want us to believe he's good. Did you see my tweet? No. It was like Aaron Rodgers leaning back for a Hail Mary. And I said, Bo Nix. I said, Bo Nix. That looks like Seth Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, did you see Seth Williams go off on that man? Yes. Oh, dude, there's trouble in freaking, there's trouble in, uh, uh, where are they at? Uh, what's the, um, Auburn. What's that city? The city of oh. Auburn. Oh, my God. I'm a fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a dumbass, bro. I thought you were gonna say there's trouble on the plains because they call it the, like the plains. Oh yeah, well there's trouble in Auburn and in the plains, but mm-hmm. but yeah, no. But let me that tell you, I, not bad. Tank free. Tank Bigsby, bro. He's a stud. Listen, Tank. Listen, I know I know you watch our podcast, so yeah. just listen to me. The transfer market's open, baby. <laughs> it is open. Georgia will still take you. We will not care that you play for Auburn. You can come. One time, the worst player in Georgia history, Trey Matthews, transferred to Auburn. So let's let's get some revenge on that. And you, can- I want to. I do want to say something because I know, like, like when I think about Auburn, Georgia, like the rivalry off the field as well as on the field. But like when George Pickens flipped his commitment to Georgia, yeah. and we didn't have it, we didn't get to record last week. I don't care what anyone says. When George Pickens sprayed the Tennessee guy with water. That was the funniest shit I've ever seen, bro. <laughs> if I was a coach, I'd be pissed. I don't care, though. As a fan, I'll laugh my ass off, bro. That was bro, the funniest thing. He is like – George Pickens is the kind of guy that you aren't going to control. You just have to, like, manage him. Yeah, you're just like – You're not, not going to get him to do right. He you just, just have to manage And him. he knows he's so good, bro. This dude got into a full-on fist fight at Georgia Tech last year. <laughs> not like a pushing that – a full-on fist fight. Yeah. And missed funny. the first half of the SEC championship because of it. That was funny, bro. bro. That was just so funny to me. But, yeah, no, I mean, honestly, there's nothing I take away from that game because South Carolina still isn't good. But my takeaway is that Auburn just sucks. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, you could tell that's an obvious, like, the culture there just whack. Yeah. like When you have a five-star quarterback playing that bad – you have your best uh, – one of the best receivers in the country arguing with your young quarterback. Your offense looks terrible. You don't fade Tank, tank Bigsby the ball. Like, your no. defense looks like booty cheeks. Is your there offensive any line. chance – is there any chance Gus Malzahn is not fired this year? No, someone was like – I thought it was funny because it was like Gus Malzahn – Auburn needs to fire Gus Malzahn right now because um, he's going to mess around and beat Alabama and they're gonna, they can't fire him. Yep. But like, no, but I mean, I'd, I'd have to look at Auburn's schedule, but I mean, I think 
if so Auburn's sitting at two and two, they're really one and three. Like, that's insane, bro. I mean, if I'm Auburn, I fire now. What do you have to lose right now? Honestly, if Auburn had lost, if the call had went the right way last week and had lost to Arkansas and then they had followed it up with this loss to South Carolina, I think, think that so? Gus might be gone. So they play, wow, they play Ole Miss next week. They're going to lose that game. They play LSU the week after that. They're going to lose that game. They play Mississippi State. They play Tennessee. They play Alabama, and they play Texas A&M. They only might win. They probably will go four and six. Maybe. Like if they go four and six, you have to fire Gus, right? Yes, you have to. You have. What do you? To. What if they go six and four? Do you fire Gus? He's I mean, already, I, am he's I, already I, been on the. He's already been on the hot seat so many times. Name. Name the last time we were in a season where we didn't discuss whether Gus would be fired. Um, a few years ago when they beat Georgia in the regular season, but then we spanked them in the SEC championship. Yeah, that's it. But they had a good team then. Um, he had a lot of talent. But, Bro. yeah, I mean. And then he – this dummy hired Chad Morris. No, Chad Morris is like booty cheeks. Like that man could – that man couldn't beat North Texas. Awful, man. Awful. Like, yeah. the only person that is more awful right now as a coordinator in the SEC besides Chad Morris is Bo Pelini. And we can talk – obviously, LSU didn't play this week, but Bo Pelini is terrible. And the only person that rivals him is Chad Morris. Chad Morris – And talk about Oh, man. I can't even believe that I'm I – I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but – uh Chad Morris might be worse than uh, our old boy. Um, I don't even remember his name because I tried to wipe him from my memory. Is this the guy? Oh, um, are you talking about after Bobo? I'm talking about last year. Oh. George's offense coordinator last year. I, I'm picturing him in my mind. He's got the slick black brown hair. I literally forgot his name because it was such a terrible time in my life that I had to block it out for fear of trauma. <laughs> you're funny bro no i mean yeah it's bad dude i don't even know but dude it's such a weird it's such a weird year because like i don't know i mean i think it's i mean obviously as a florida fan like you know our defense looks like shit and then like i'm just hoping to god on my life that this these essentially florida's not going to be practicing this week but i hope that the two weeks off they just please george so y'all can't even like have team meetings or anything, right? No, they can have meetings, but it's gonna be like like on Zoom. But it's like I think right now. So I know they had like James had, Coley. James Coley. Coley, yeah, I knew I knew that. They had worse is worse than him. They had they had twenty guys in the like twenty something positive tests, and they were all asymptomatic. But like I don't even know the rules anymore because that man Nick Saban I swear like was back in like five days say it do you know why because he's Nick Saban yes <laughs> but yeah. like there's no Parker yes or no is there another coach that could have pulled that off in the SEC mm, no 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 and the thing is, is like, there's not another coach that could have pulled it off as well as if they did pull it off. Everyone would be like, that's so irresponsible. Yep. Yep. Yo, I do think that's funny. 
I'm willing to admit as a Florida fan, it's funny, like, number one, that, like, Dan Mullen says that thing about, you know, filling the swamp and then 23 players. But the other crazy thing is, like, I know, I know how the campus works because I've been on campus recently. My, my, uh, my girlfriend and my sister both go to UF. UF is so strict about like their COVID policies with students and, and athletes that yeah. like, if you knew the university, but I'm telling you right now, Texas A&M is suspect dude, because I the two teams, the two teams that are the two recent teams that have played Texas A&M um, have had COVID like minor COVID outbreaks afterwards. And Texas A&M hasn't reported one and their stadium, you know, you know, um, they, uh, the SEC fined Texas A&M for, um, for COVID violations because really? of how many people they had in their stadium when they played Florida and you like know, some other fine Georgia and everybody's been saying we broke the rules, but we didn't. A couple teams got fined, but I know Texas A&M was one of them, but Georgia's Georgia, Georgia no, but fine. to I, be I, fair, to I, be I, fair, Georgia, um, when y'all played Tennessee, it looked like Georgia. Georgia definitely there was some internal talk because Georgia fixed that shit because the Tennessee game didn't look nearly as bad as the Auburn game on TV. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it sucks because I'm not gonna have football till Halloween. Yep. And now yeah. either of us get bye weeks before before yeah. which is fair. Which is fair. Yeah, I'm glad I mean, it's both of us. I'd be upset if one of us did and the other one didn't. Yeah, because then the other team would just be like, oh, so you go. Got, we-, we got one more game to touch on, and I, I'm just – I'm continually shocked that it keeps getting worse for Mike Leach and Mississippi State. Yeah. They just can't they, – they just can't win another game, man. Like, I'm about to look at their schedule. Um, Their next game is Alabama on Halloween. Jeez, yeah, they're fucked. So yeah. – you know, it's it would be just oh, it would just surely they'll beat Vanderbilt and they play Auburn. They could beat Auburn. Yep. But you I know what's funny? Us or Ole Miss, Missouri. I guess they could beat. So they might they might get the four wins. You know what's funny though? It would be like it would be so Mike Leach for him to beat Alabama. I know. Would it not though? You really would. It. Dude, I mean, that. it's not going to happen, but that would be funny. But you know what? I was talking about texting him. I didn't watch this game at all because I just. I just I figured Texas A&M win, and I just didn't want to watch Texas A&M because my heart still hurts. But um, Texas A&M really could could win their the rest the rest of the regular season games. Like Texas A&M could go nine and one. Think about it. They've only they've, lost to Bama. They've they've only lost to Bama. They beat they just they beat Florida, Mississippi State. Then they play Arkansas. Then they play South Carolina. Then they play Tennessee. Then they play Ole Miss. Then they play LSU. Then they play Auburn. Yeah, they could. Like, they really could. They could. And still not go to the SEC Championship. Yeah, game. and what's but, crazy is they've really shifted gears to, like, running the ball. Like, Kellen Mond only yeah, had – Yeah, because their running back is good as shit. I know, but I'm saying, like, they've actually did. – I didn't think Jimbo would, but they did. Kellen Mond yeah, they're only had 139 yards passing. Because Kellen Mond's not that good. It's just Florida fucking made him look like a damn Heisman. And Mike Leach bailed on uh, – Bell on old uh, Costello. Costello, yeah. That's so funny, bro. That man looked like he was going to fucking win the Heisman week one. He broke the record, and then it's just been terrible. Holy shit. Oh, bro, first of all, you got on my ass last night because you said – because you were you were telling me to temper my expectations because I said Kyle Trask was going to win the Heisman. No, 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 no. That's not what happened. You told me to temper my expectations, and I said, 
how are you going to tell me to temper my expectations when you said Kyle Trask was going to win the Heisman? He could win the Heisman. Parker, I will bet you a million dollars right now. I'll bet you, I'll bet you, I'll bet you 20 bucks that he goes to, um, he goes to New York. You think he's going to be in the top three? Yeah. You know, Justin Fields is still going to play football this year, right? Yeah. You know, Mac Jones is better than Kyle Trask, right? No. Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Alabama was better than Florida. But Kyle Trask. Jones, you don't think Mac Jones is going to have better numbers than, than – But you didn't ask me that. You asked if I thought Kyle Trask was better than Mac I'm Jones. I'm talking about for Heisman. Yeah, but Heisman isn't Which always is – Numbers is what matters for those people, for sure. And wins. So you don't think Mac Jones is going to have more wins than Kyle Trask? No, but I mean, like, I just think that – I don't know. I think he'll okay, be tough. Okay, Justin Fields, does he go to New York? Well, then take my $20 bet. Does he? I just want to know. Does he go to New York? No. Justin Fields doesn't go to New York. Right. Well, maybe. Right now, my the three guys. Okay, let me ask you this: Who are the three guys you have going to New York right now? Justin Fields, Mac. No, Jones. no, 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 no. Playing right now. Playing right now. Oh, playing right now. I would say Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and and tell me you didn't think about Trask for that third spot now. No, bro. A thousand. He's played three games, a thousand yards, 14 touchdowns and one interception. Something about the way. What? Something about the way he said, bro, bro, what the hell is wrong with you? Bro, you know what pissed me off? Fuck, fuck. Listen, listen, I'm going to rant for a second. Okay. Let me tell you this. And then we can talk about some other shit. But I need to get this off my chest because I was going to send this shit to you. And I was so fucking pissed, but I had all this shit going on last week. Do you know that the Heisman odds last week, did you see those? Mm-hmm. Okay. Kyle Trask was five at, on the Heisman odds. Okay. Who would be Justin. Uh Justin. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Justin Fields. Guess who was four? Kellen No, I'm about to, I'm literally, this is how you know that these writers and these people are fucking retards. Number four was Stetson fucking Bennett. Yeah, fuck you. (laughs) And fuck the writers. Bro, I didn't, I didn't do it. What the fuck? Stetson Bennett at four over Kyle Trask? That man is like, what the hell? Dude, are you kidding me? He's a fucking smurf. And, and like, no, that's what makes you mad, bro. Stetson Bennett, don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett has been a very serviceable quarterback even after the Alabama game. But holy shit, to put him in the top four for Heisman odds after like beating some shitty teams but never throwing over 300 yards and a couple touchdowns, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. Kyle Trask over 400 yards and five touchdowns in the week. That's really dumb. It's really dumb. Stupid. Thank you. Bro, I'm still mad at Jamie Newman. Bro, y'all really could have been, y'all really could have won this year. I'm really mad at Jamie Newman. Yeah, I mean. Jamie Newman, I know you watched this podcast. Why, bro? You really Why? did kind of. You know what's crazy? Why? Is y'all really did have the best QB room coming into the season. I think, bro, okay. So we can talk about this later because I think 
we have a bye week this week, so we're going to have some stuff to talk about after this week anyways for Georgia, like just to put some content in. I think JT Daniels must not be, like, good, good physically. No, I think he probably is good, but I think his knee is still giving him problems, or we would have seen him in the fourth quarter on Saturday. I think that JT Daniels is too much of a gunslinger for Kirby's liking. Bro. I'm not saying about the offense. We can talk about it next week. But I'm just saying he's going to throw probably a lot of picks. Right. Yeah, that's probably true. But we threw three on Saturday. so Yeah, could have been six. Listen, I'd rather it go over the line and potentially be intercepted than get batted down at the line. Yeah. And that's not me bailing on Stetson. I think Stetson's done a great job. I think he's getting more of a bad rap for Saturday night than he should. Um, Bro, all I'm saying is, is – I hope on my life, I hope on my on on Jesus itself that Florida's offense can play like Alabama's offense did against Georgia. And I hope on my life that Georgia just doesn't pound the rock because we would lose. Yeah, we need to uh, run the dang ball. Yeah, because if y'all run and control the clock, because y'all are going to be able to run effectively against us. And if y'all can control the clock, then we are going to get booty raped. So... Mm -hmm. Is there, a, is there a more, is there a more uh, PC way you could put that? Um, we're going to get um, um, booty, booty harassed. <laughs> Not what I meant, but that was a good try. Rectal harassed? No, no. You could just say we're going to get beat, we're going to get killed, we're going to get slaughtered. Um, okay, let me try one more time. Um, anal punishment. Oh my goodness! All right, we're gonna wrap. This <laughs> Hold up! Shout out! Shout out! Shout out! Oh, shout out! Yeah. Wicked, wicked, whack. Who's your shout out, bro? Um. Mm. Oh, this is a good question. This is a good question. I didn't even think about shout outs for this week. I usually do. Um, actually, I'm gonna give a shout out to Sam Pittman. Man, should be three and one. Yeah, okay, that was my shout out last week. Hell Man, should yeah. be three and one. Um, you know, Arkansas. Okay, biggest surprise of the SEC so far, Arkansas. Yeah, for sure, right? One hundred percent. If they were three and one, everybody would be like, Arkansas might could be like Arkansas might could win the West. I don't know about that, but yeah. But no, no, you know, people would be saying it just for a story. Yeah, I'd be like, is Arkansas going to win the West? Exactly. Which they're not, but like, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Arkansas will ride that high for a little bit longer. I think their schedule can can they can get a couple more wins, but um, but they they play some tough teams towards the end of the season, which I yeah. think is going to kind of die off. But like, yeah. I could see them winning. They did get screwed with the Auburn game, but like, I think their peak right now is probably like five wins still. But so oh okay, I mean so five and five. Yeah, with losses to Auburn, Alabama, Georgia. I think they'll lose. That's three. And I think they'll drop one to like Texas A&M and maybe like LSU. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. LSU's bad. They are, but I think they have an explosive enough offense and yeah. who knows. But right, Who's your shout out? Um, I don't want to do anyone from Arkansas. You know, I shout out Sam Pittman last week. Um, you know who I'm going to shout out? I'm going to shout out. I'm going to shout out Nick Saban, baby. Defeating COVID. 22 and 0 against his assistants. Hey, what the only person who beat COVID faster than Trump is Nick Saban. 
Yeah, because Nick Saban is Jesus, bro. Whatever drugs they give them, they need to make available to everyone. Do you think Nick Saban sold his soul to the devil? No, but I, I really wish he'd retire. Bro, you said this last night. <laughs> Yo. This is incriminating. Okay, I won't say it. God, I want to say it. I said mean things about Nick Saban and COVID. No, no, no. no, no. You wished. I'm not going to get into the details, but this, this man, Trip wished death upon Nick Saban. <laughs> and emotional i get a text randomly from you that says i want to die <laughs> i like i like 11 o'clock at night bro you know chip you know you ever seen that video of bull Ferrell with like a like a glass of wine and like he's like that was you bro that was you with your little glass of wine game, so usually my brother's the one that's like really really mad after a game and i'm the one that's like bro we lost. We get to see him again in the championship. Da, 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 da. It was the opposite last night. Zach was like upset, but he was like, it's okay. We're going to play him again. Da, da. And I'm like, no, bro. I'm never watching another game that Nick Saban is coaching. Like, I'm just not doing it. You're really not going to, if you guys make it to the SEC championship and play them, you're not going to watch it? Bro, of course I'm going to watch it. Are you kidding me? I'm a glutton for punishment. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. You're an Atlanta sports fan. And also, dude, God, what a terrible weekend. Can I just say this? Okay, let me say this. And I want everyone to hear me very clearly. If you are a fan of a professional sports team that is outside of your state, that's okay. That's okay. I understand. If you are a fan of a college team in a state other than the one you were born in or that you currently live in, you are my least favorite kind of person on the planet. What about like me though? Um, that's that's different. You're I would say you're like from Florida basically. But like not really. I was born and raised in Georgia, but my dad. Oh, well, then you're the least, my least favorite person on the planet, bro. Um, but <laughs> wait, nope. Say less. You're my least favorite person on the planet. If you are from Georgia, born and raised in Georgia, and you are an Alabama fan, I hope yeah. you sharp boogers for the rest of your life. You know who my favorite, least favorite people are? Well, like, for example, I think it's like, it's, I mean, like, when I came out of the womb, my father was like, he's a Florida Gator fan. So, like. Oh, so you're just a follower. Well, I mean. Just a sheep. Well, I mean, I had no choice, dude. My dad. Yeah, sheep. And I lived in Florida for the Tebow years. And I live in Florida. And I live in Florida now. So, it's not like I was. Hey, hey, you get a pass. You moved to the state. I've lived in Florida. Yeah, I've lived. In, I mean, out of the twenty-two or, years. I'll, actually, I'll make one more caveat. If you went to the school in some form or fashion. Okay. Yeah. If you went to school, for sure. But if you were just someone who lives in Georgia, born in Georgia, never went yeah. to college there, works just a normal job, has no ties to the university, and you're a fan for someone other than Georgia Tech or UGA. Let me tell you who my least favorite people are. I hate, I, this is another reason why I hate Georgia fans. Cause I know a lot of Georgia fans who are like, who's who, who like for, for football, they'd be like, I love Georgia football. <laughs> and then basketball season comes around. They're like, I like Duke. I'm like, no, fuck you. You like Georgia. That's your, that's your school. Pick a school and that's your school. Yeah. I think college sports. So to me, and this is like a top, we could talk about this on like a off season episode, but I think college sports are so much more 
personal and emotional. Hell yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge professional sports fan. NFL, I watch a ton of games. I care about it. Yep. But to me, because the teams are on TV everywhere all the time, you get a lot of teams that are not for in your area that you get to watch. And the stars and stories and stuff are just <clears> – <throat> they're bigger. College is very personal. Pick one college. Yeah. Be a fan of that college. And it should be one that you have some sort of connection to, i.e., your parents went there, i.e., you went there, i.e., you live in the state of that school. Let me uh, let me ask you this then. Top like, just we'll end the episode this. Give me your three your three lists of teams that like in order of like most painful when they lose. For me, yeah. The number one most painful loss is a Georgia Bulldogs loss. Yep. Yep. It is physically. I feel physically ill. Dude, I, I literally like I will. I can't sleep at night. Like. I literally, yes. it's unhealthy how it affects yes. my mood. Yes, I agree 100%. It's unhealthy. Uh, number two, Green Bay Packers. Yep. Green Bay loses. I, I struggle with that. And this is an interesting one because I used to not care about this team at all. But recently, I've like, ever since the Super Bowl loss, I've like been super connected to them. Yeah. The Atlanta Falcons. Wow. They, Actually, I'll say Atlanta's four. My third one is the United States men's soccer team. Like, okay, yeah. I'm yeah. a big U.S. men's soccer team, and when they lose, I'm, Bro, I'm like, I'm not a big like soccer guy, but man, when like the World Cup comes around for women's and men's, like, I get in that shit so much, bro. I love. You were super into the women's one a couple of years ago. Yeah, bro, I fucking loved it. It was dope. Yeah, it's fun. But, four years. Oh, 100 percent. The Gators, yeah, Gators, the Rockets, bro. But like, they've just like, I just think that's just been so much heartbreak, bro. And I'm you're fucking player. You're kind of a player fan, though, in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Like, here's the deal: you're a fan of whatever team Cam Newton's playing for, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Like, for professional sports, for me, it's more about the players, just because, like, to me, I don't know. It's just like, like. I'm almost done with the Rockets, bro, because, and I hope you're listening, Derek, we haven't talked about this, but I'm fucking almost done with this team. The owner is a, is a cheap bitch. And number one, our GM, who I think I would die for left the team because the owner's a fucking bitch. Our head coach is gone and they're talking about trading Russell Westbrook and trading James Harden, this, that, and the other. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. If James Harden leaves, I'm not a fucking Rockets fan anymore. I'm going to go wherever that is. I fell fell asleep for a second when you're talking about NBA. Oh, my God. Fuck you. I would go, but for right now, I'd say Gators, Rockets, and then I don't know. Because, like, no, I mean, I love the Braves, but like, baseball is like a boring sport. I mean, like, right now. Why are you, wait, wait, wait. Why are you a Braves fan and not a Marlins fan? I mean, uh, yeah, Miami Marlins fan. Because my dad was a, like, I just, like, so my dad played baseball of his life, and he loved um, Dale Murphy, who played for the Braves. Yeah, and, like, and growing up, growing up, we had season tickets to the Braves games. Like, I just grew up going to Braves games. Like, we had season tickets when I was from when I was, like, three to when I was, like, ten. Sense. So, um, but I'm not a big baseball guy. But I would say probably, like, 
I just love football and yeah. like a loss in football means so much more than any other sport. Well, I'm just talking about like when you look at like how many games are played in football versus how many games are played. Oh, it's a bigger deal. Yeah. Like it's a bigger deal. Um, especially yeah. in college. Cause like, that's another thing with like the NFL and like the NFL, you can be like, for example, the Cowboys can go six and six and win the division and go to the playoffs. Right. But like college, if you lose one game, you're not going to win a champ. Like you're not winning the championship. I mean, you could, but it's, it's much harder. Okay. If you lose two games, you're oh, definitely yeah, you not winning the championship. Like you're yeah. gonzo. So yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. It's just really like we're gonna have to like. I think you and me are gonna have to start seeing some like being Florida and Georgia fans, man. I think we're gonna have to start seeing some like therapists and stuff. I think. What do you think? You think we should go I see think therapy? I just need to give up sports, bro. I thought about that shit the other day, but I can't. So it's no good for me. I thought about that. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I can't even enjoy. <clears throat> like, I can't even enjoy a year. Like. Florida loses to Texas A&M and I'm like sour about it until we play Texas A&M in another four yeah. years. Like that's unhealthy, bro. Yeah. Even if y'all won the SC championship, there'd still be something in the back of your head where you were like, but we lost to Texas A&M. No, don't get me wrong. If we won the SEC championship. No, you'd be happy, but you would still feel like. I'd be like, damn, we really should have beat Texas A&M. You'd be like, we should have been undefeated. Exactly. And that stings. All right, bro. Man. Well, there's no chance for heartbreak for us this week because y'all are on COVID. We're on two weeks, yeah. Yeah, and then we have a bye. That's so. even almost more heartbreaking. But, like, honestly, look, here's the deal. If we had beaten Texas A&M and then this shit happened, I'd be like, damn, this really sucks. But, honestly, that loss just took – just sucked so much energy out of me. I almost kind of need this two weeks to kind of have – kind of get my well, passion back. I'm super back. glad it's a bye week this week for me. Yeah, bro. I'm not – I'm, like, so out of – I don't even want to think about it because it emotionally just tore me up. And All right, our defense. Well, I'll let you go. I gotta eat dinner and get ready for bed. But uh fucking A, bro. The Braves were up 2-0. Oh my god, now it's two two. God. Anyway, two, two. it's two two, and there's sports curse. Two people on base. George yeah. Sports Curse back at it. See you, brother. See you, bud. Have a good night. You too.